Alaska's newsmakers. Action Line, K-I-N-Y. Welcome to Action Line. Ken Smith in studio and very excited about today's show. Joining me is Robert Venables. He's the executive director of Southeast Conference, which is holding their mid-session summit January 31st. Welcome. Welcome and good morning. So you have a full agenda here on this happy birthday day for the Southeast Conference because 58 years ago? No, in 1958, which 1958. means 65 years ago today, <laughs> uh, this is a happy birthday Southeast Conference. Wow. What was its origin? You know, you know, we've always been a very collaborative region, but very disconnected. And back in that day, as it is today, uh, our regional leaders got together, our, our tribes, our municipalities, our business leaders, and said, "We've we've got to um, we got to make it happen ourselves, because nobody else is going to be there." And the, the first, the, the very first priority they chose back in 1958 was seeing the need for the creation of the marine highway system, and that's always been the kind of the heart and soul uh, subject matter for us, even today, to see that become viable again. So without the Southeast Conference group, the, what would have happened with the Alaska Marine Highway? Would, would well, it, it wasn't even an idea on any of the legislators' minds or politicians that led the, uh, the state at the time? It was certainly on the minds of the communities. And, you know, its, it's real origins uh, We really came out of Northern Link Canal, where a couple of folks out of Haines were doing oh. a small a marine transportation system uh, up towards uh, the Cascade Point area. And uh, that that was something that needed to be extended through the region, and the Southeast Conference was formed and advocated for that. And the, the state, not only did they step up, but statewide uh, supported that with a bond issue that built our very first mainline ferries. Well, speaking of the Alaska Marine Highway, you have a brochure that says uh, the value of Alaska's marine highway in 25 stories. Very nice. Good publicity. But, you know, there's a lot of people complaining, and let's just jump right in, that the Alaska Marine Highway is failing, it's failing us at this point to get as many trips as, as we need in Southeast. In Sitka, where I lived last year, they were constantly saying, we need more service. Well, I'm very pleased to say that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not just the oncoming train wreck that uh, we, we've uh, experienced over the past year. You know, we've uh, Marine Highway System is in a very interesting cross-section of, of time and age, condition of vessels, uh, the pandemic, uh, you know, staff issues, but at the same time, DOT and uh, you know and stakeholders have been really working hard this last year behind the scenes to, for the very first time, put together a realistic long-range plan. And I think the pieces are starting to come together. It won't be uh, an immediate turning of the uh, of the situation, but there there is a blueprint being made that I think will provide guidance. Uh, for a much, much more vibrant and dependable marine highway system. And that's some of what we'll dive into during our, our time together here at Mid-Session Summit. It's going to be a topic of discussion. Very much so. And not only that, the day after our two-day Mid-Session Summit, we're going to have a transportation symposium, which we can talk about a little bit more later. But uh, very much, uh, you know, a centerpiece of that discussion will be the marine highway system. How much is it? How much are you guiding what could happen in the future with it? Or is it the DOT that's 
really the guiding force at this point? You know, I, I think what uh, the, the real credit needs to go to DOT because nobody, no one person is trying to guide anything. They're trying to be collaborative. And so uh, the department has really um, empowered and reached out. They've got a, a, a stakeholder advisory group that's working with them. They've brought on Southeast Conference to work with them. They've brought on the Alaska Municipal League. There's been a very broad base of, uh, of stakeholders that DOT has collected to make sure we get it right this time. Well, let's not forget the governor. The go- he's, it's he's, the governor's DOT, so <laughs> he, you know, it's uh, his administration that has uh, empowered this. Um, you know, they started this past year with an overall state transportation plan, a freight plan, and so we're starting to get those, those those umbrella plans in place. And this year, they'll be tackling some of the area plans, like the Southeast Alaska Transportation Plan, the Prince William Sound Area Plan, and then all of these together will really provide the guidance for the future of the marine highway system. Well, we have the January thirty first. Southeast Mid-Season Summit. It's going to be at the Elizabeth Paratovich Hall, and it's a full agenda. It's right around the corner. It's something you've been working on, I'm sure, diligently. I'll let you take it over from there. Well, you know, it's, it's um, I think, just even starting with the very location of where that's at really speaks to the the, the vibrant and critical partnership that we have with uh, Clickett and Haida Central Council, uh, the Indian Tribe of, of Alaska. President uh, Richard Peterson has been um, a, a great, and his staff have been just a great partner for us in the region, and what they're doing is just amazing. So they are a host, as they are every uh, year at this time for the mid-session summit and so once we uh, we hear the the opening you know remarks from our, our board president uh, the mayor and um, president peterson then we launch into our our, our uh, you know real agenda which um, we always try to kick it off with the governor uh, governor's office and he'll be addressing us as well i guess he'll be here with you as well tomorrow right Yes, the governor will be in studio tomorrow for Action Line. So um, we're excited. To, you know, he participated in our Mariculture event uh, last last week. Uh, we had a kickoff. We'll talk about the, the Alaska Mariculture Cluster um, as part of day two's agenda. We'll get to that. But we're really uh, you know, pleased to, to, to have him address our group and to kick that event off. Uh, much of that work is based on the task force that uh, sent him the report. And so we're really working closely with the administration on a lot of different areas that um, are bringing out some real Really good results. Um, so after that, uh, we'll we'll hear from uh, Senator Lisa Mikowski. Um, all of our delegation members are, are are looking forward to beaming in virtually. They're hard at work back in D.C., so they can't be here with us in person. But sometimes they'll they'll send a video recorded message, which is always um, you know better than not having hearing from them at all. But they really want to uh, participate with us uh, as much in person and live as possible. So, you know, we try to use the technology to allow for that. And again, uh, the Elizabeth Pradovich Hall is just the, the perfect venue for that sort of thing. So uh, after that, we always kick off with, okay, so what is the state of our economy? And so um, uh, Melanie Shivens with Raincoast Data, you know, who is the, uh, the, the, the chief architect of our five-year um, economic development strategy and our by the numbers publication will kind of lay out you know how we're doing uh, compared to last year and where we're we at in that in that um, in each of our economic sectors. On that same panel, we've reached out to um, the uh, university's Center for Economic Development. Uh, their ex- uh, executive director uh, wrote a piece recently in the Journal of Commerce talking about how Alaska is like the, almost dead last in so many of the 
uh, economic uh, reporting sectors uh, for just economic vitality and health. And so we want to engage on uh, in a discussion of how we remedy that, not wallow in that, but what do we need to do to, um, to come out of that? And I think we've seen a lot of that over the last uh, year or two. The, um, the governor really put a lot of time and attention and funding into tourism marketing. That was something that during the pandemic, uh, that sector was hit just so hard in Southeast Alaska. And so um, the administration really helped to fund a lot of the, the efforts that turned that around quickly. And so we saw Southeast rebound last year very, very strongly. And I think those type of efforts we wanna pursue and see what we can do for other sectors as well. Uh, as we do, we talk a lot, um, you know, about each one as we go forward. Well, what sectors particularly are we talking about? So, you know, we'll start off uh, with our, our, our first panel is always our natural resources sector. So, you know, in Southeast Alaska, you know, our, our timber, our mining, um, you know, our fisheries are, are, are kind of the um, the traditional resource uh, uh bases that we've had here in the region. Oil and gas is very meaningful to us, uh, but we don't see you know oil uh, rigs in our region. So it's sometimes easy to be disconnected from that. So we always invite them to have a representative to talk to us about that industry, because as you know, this government town and region is built on, on oil money. Um, and so it's important to be able to understand what those issues are in each of those sectors. So we'll start off on, on day one, hearing from a number of them and kind of seeing where uh, where each of their sectors are going uh, as far as uh, regulatory challenges, just operational challenges, uh, and um, and make sure that our community leaders you know are, are well informed and supportive of whatever needs to happen to go forward. Um, you know, so you know, we saw during the pandemic the mining sector was just kind of the bedrock of uh, stability and really helped carry um, you know the economics and the jobs. They didn't they didn't hardly skip a beat once they had their protocols in place. So we didn't see that in other in other sectors. And you know, while while timber is having a major shift in supply uh, opportunities, we're seeing young growth come come forward in a way that um, offers some opportunities that we're exploring as well. So those those uh, those resources are important for the state for the jobs for creating wealth. Uh, what we want to do is make sure that we fully utilize, you know, each of those resources and create as much local jobs and employment as we can. So that's um, that's kind of the, the focus there. Um, you know, in the, in the midst of all this, it's often been overlooked the the huge impact economically that uh, tribal enterprises have in the region. We have 19 tribes, uh, and I think one of the, the largest in the, the state or country, perhaps, with uh, Clinkett and Haida and uh, what they've done for investment in their people and their infrastructure and their jobs is uh, of uh, very impressive. And so we always try to showcase a little bit of that to see what uh, what advances have been made in the past year, talk to see Alaska, and you know really examine uh, the, the the value that, that that they bring forward and participate and support those efforts as much as possible as well. So it's just like from each um, each segment that um, you know has an opportunity to report out. We structure these conversations so the you know nobody gets 
bogged down. You could have a day seminar on every single one of these topics, and people would come and go, and you'd lose them if it wasn't theirs. But uh, having the, the the quintessential reports for each one really helps to to keep each other sub, uh, you know really uh, advised, informed, and, and and a little bit inspired too to see the work and effort that's going into each of these sectors. You're also have a big thick pamphlet here, a brochure, I should say, of uh, the economic plan for. Tw- 2025. So we're looking ahead. We are always looking ahead. <laughs> always looking ahead. You've got, uh, you know, we, you know, we, we talk about the, uh, uh, you know, the the rearview mirror of regret or the windshield of opportunity. You know, you always want to learn and listen from the past, but you know, we there's see so much opportunity going forward, and we're just excited about that. And one of those things that um, you know, you talk about the the tribal enterprises. You know, Spruce Roots has this path to prosperity where it's generally younger. It's not age limited, but it's generally younger entrepreneurs and uh, new starts in the business sector. And you know, we're really proud to support that program and have their annual graduates and, and winners announced during our mid-session summit. So that's going to be um, part of the program this year as well. When you read through this brochure, it really covers a lot of ideas and from healthcare to construction to the seafood marketing industry and uh, the marine highway. Well, when you have all this, like this one, seafood priority objective, mariculture development. What is that? Well, <laughs> what is that indeed? And so that that is probably one of the most, most exciting pieces right now uh, because, you know, it's, it's a sector that really doesn't exist as an industry. You know, it's something that culturally they've been using, you know, uh, whatever the sea produces for time forever, but uh, you know, and there's been some hobbyists, small businesses uh, with with some limited success and growing. But um, you know, the governor had a task force that took a look at well, if you're going to make mariculture an industry, what would you do? And basically, you know, across the United States and around the world, they do a lot of fish farming. In Alaska, we don't farm salmon. So really, mariculture refers to, you know, the, the resources of the sea, the, the, the uh, oysters, the shellfish, the sea vegetables, the kelp seaweeds, um, pretty much anything that's not fin fish. So that's what mariculture super is. Super greens of the sea. The super greens of the sea. And so, uh, you know, uh, year before last, when the, the uh, federal government set aside monies during the first CARES Act, they wanted to, um, you know, invest in a few good projects that are going to really move the needle in America to create jobs and wealth and do something entirely different and exciting. And they got 529 applications. And they said, well, we're only going to fund 20. And this was one that won. Alaska Mariculture Cluster. And this is a project that has an amazing uh, amazing uh, coalition group of partners. There's um, over a dozen different partners that are key stakeholders, including the state of Alaska. Um, and it's got seven different project components. But this project won a $49 million federal award to in, to create an industry over the next four years that doesn't exist today. And so that is very, very, very exciting. So individuals can apply to be involved with this and I say I want to have a oyster farm I assume that fits there because there's a picture of it 
There's a picture of it. So you it know, is a vastly underutilized industry in Alaska. They do it in the Homer area. I don't know how much is going on in southeast of any. There is some. And so and that's that's the interesting thing is that it doesn't exist on a scale that you really recognize. And so, you know, this is this is one of the, th- the things that we're going to be uh, really focused on over the next, uh, you know, three, four years. We had our kickoff meeting last week in Anchorage because the project area is not just southeast Alaska. It's the entire coastal area from southeast Prince William Sound, Kodiak Peninsula and on out the chain. So. We've partnered with our, our regional economic development organizations in those regions and our, our tribal partners, our university system, um, you know, this Alaska Sea Grant, the uh, Alaska Maricultural Alliance, Alaska Fisheries Development Foundation, et cetera, to, uh, to really put this together. And we can talk about this more uh, as we be part of the day two program as well. Very good. We'll take a quick break, return with my guest, Robert Venables, uh, the executive director of Southeast Conference. Let's wrap up uh, the show with, again, what's going on at the Mid-Summit Conference. Mid-Session Summit. Mid-Session Summit Conference, January 31st. Action Line continues. K-I-N-Y. Talking with Robert Venable, executive director of Southeast Conference. We were talking about mariculture. Quickly, I just wanted you to wrap up <laughs> because it's a big thing we could talk about on a whole show about how to utilize mariculture in Southeast. Yep. And you were saying off here about uh, how you're looking to push forward and have good direction with this program. No, I, I think we could probably devote easily devote an entire session to, uh, program to to this because there's seven different programs within the program. You know, to everything from you know the research and development and the market development to you know workforce. Uh, and, and to me, it's so important. Important. And workforce development is not just about making sure anybody that wants a job can get a job on this line line or wherever. And if it's what they want, fine. But we are the heart of this program is to develop the next owners. We want this to be a you know Alaska driven, Alaska jobs, Alaska's employing other Alaskans, not applying to some outside corporation for a job and being you know equipped for that, which is fine. But because we'll, we will see a need to have a lot of outside investment bring in, but we want to invest in our in our people first and then the projects. And it won't be individuals seeking a profit venture, right? You said? Correct. Yeah. These are, these are tax dollars that are going to, um, you know, to help remove the barriers and do the trainings and set the stage, uh, you know, for private sector to, to be just much like the, the highways, you know, the highways are built, um, you, know, you get the on-ramps, the off-ramps, but the gas stations and the stores are built alongside of that. Uh, well, this is going to be the highway to success for AmeriCulture. All right, speaking of highways, we have the transportation transportation symposium that will also be going on the third day of the conference, uh, which is, again, January 31st. This will be February 2nd, it'll lead into. Correct. Yeah, and that, we did that for the first time last year, and it was very, very successful. So we're going to do that again. Um, we'll highlight, uh, you know, it's not just about the ferry system. It's got to connect. Uh, we've got... Um, you know, our aviation sector, and we'll be talking about roads, highways, how they all interconnect, and what the future looks like uh, for transportation in the southeast. Is the public invited? It's uh, there. Are the, anyone that wants to register, uh, there is a fee to, to attend that covers the expenses. Um, so um, we go on our website and take a look at that registration for the day or for the whole event. What's that uh, website? Uh, www.seconference.net. 
Dot org. Sorry, I should have my own uh, website. Seconference.org org. if you want yep. to participate. Uh, but for the most part, this is for all the guests you've put these together. Are, it's a symposium. These, these are the community leaders. So these are uh, business leaders. These are municipal leaders, tribal leaders, uh, you know, other NGOs. But, um, you know, we've got stakeholders across the region that are, you know, really in tune with our mission of you know, supporting, you know, strong communities, uh, really vibrant economies and a quality environment in Southeast. 2023 Southeast Conference Mid-Session Summit here in Juneau. The annual summit will be in Sitka this year. That's correct. That is. Uh, we're looking forward to that. We had a great event last year in Ketchikan. The annual meeting moves around, and this time we'll be in Sitka by the sea. And what, day will the, what date will that be? Uh, sep- the week of September 19th, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Very good. Robert Venable, thank you. We'll talk again. Thank you. Action Line. Weekday mornings. Action Line. If it happens in Southeast, you'll hear it on Action Line. K-I-N-Y.